Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hey, welcome back. Hour number two. It's Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We're here again on WBEN in talking about the idea of minors being able to take puberty blockers, hormones for transition, uh, to transition from one gender to the other. My stance on this is I don't think any minor with or without parental uh, approval should be able to make that decision. There's a lot of things we think as kids, a lot of things we do as kids that by the time we turn 18, by the time we turn 25, by the time we're 30, our minds have changed several times, okay? And I know not everything's comparative, but I, you know, you can't, there, there are so many things you can't do at 10, 12, and 14 to say with parental guidance or with parental approval, you can do stuff that for the most part is irreversible, okay? And is literally altering your body at such a young age. Again, I don't want to sound insensitive. I don't want to you know, be, be accused of hate radio or whatever people are going to say on social media. But I just don't think that's the age. Anything under 18, and even 18 is young, as people have pointed out on the, uh, on the text board. You know, your brain's not fully developed until your 20s. But at 18, we let people buy cigarettes. At, you know, um, so 18 was the age I picked. But a minor making those decisions, to me, it, it just makes me very uncomfortable. And, you know, seeing some of the headlines and the way people spin this. I mean, to say there was someone in uh, last month, in last month, I thought it was last year, last month who said transgender rights activists claims that laws blocking sex change surgeries for children are like the Holocaust. That is an insane and offensive comparison. And I just don't understand how anyone can... I just don't know how anyone can claim or anyone can stand up and say that it is a child's right to alter their gender before the age of 18. That they can take puberty blockers that, as you heard from uh, Chris last hour, is altering their body. They have to have uh, physician guidance and, and make sure that a doctor is watching over them while taking these things. Again, if you're an adult and that's the decision you want to make, go ahead. 
I'm all for people enjoying their lives. I'm all for people living their lives the way they want to live it. But I, I am sorry. As a minor, you should not be able to make that decision. And your parents shouldn't be able to make that decision. I mean, how many? think back to when you were 10, when you were 12, and the things you thought you stood for, the things you thought were important to you. Now imagine how many times, think of how many times your mind has changed, your opinions have changed, the view of yourself has changed. You know, I, I think of, of the way my mind has changed in just the last 10 years. And again, I realize it, it, it's, we're not talking about anything as heavy as, you know, wanting to change your gender. But my view on things, my view of myself has changed several times in 34 years. Luckily, I didn't act on anything that would be irreversible. And, and I'm not just saying this as some guy who's looking at this. I'm th- saying this as someone who has heard from people who are now adults whose parents allowed them to take puberty blockers, hormones at a young age to the point where now they're that they're altered. They don't feel the way they felt when they were a minor, and they will no not be able to have kids. Right, that's what we mean when we say irreversible. Someone texted in, uh, most of that stuff's reversible, is it? Because you start taking puberty blockers from how I understand it, and tell me if I'm wrong. But you you have these um, these surgeries. You take these puberty blockers, these hormones you're not going to be able to, how I understand it, you won't be able to transition back and reproduce. So I think for someone to come out and say that, and compare it to the Holocaust, again, I think that's offensive, number one. That's an offensive comparison. But you will have elected officials stand up and say, you know, blocking these, it's so wrong for our country. And you'll have people use their buzzwords and you'll have people, you know, again, I always say if all you're going to say is this is hate radio, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not tolerant. If that's what you're going to say, then you don't have the intelligence to formulate an opinion. And we've, we've all been stuck in these, uh, in these debates where people cannot formulate an opinion. They'll just yell talking points at you. And if you're hearing this right now and you're getting red in the face and you're getting angry and you're rage-filled, call in. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why a child, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 5th grader should be able to make the decision to alter their body. Put it in that way. A 5th grader. Think what you were doing in 5th grade. And think if, if, you're, if, you, had this, if you had a thought that you wanted to transition and your parents allowed it, how would you feel today? And again, I'm not taking anything away from our previous caller, Chris. I'm not taking anything away from, you know what, you had, you, you had these feelings growing up. But again, and I said again for the texter who says I say again too much, but as you get older, okay, if those thoughts are still there, 
if those thoughts are being confirmed when you're an adult, then go ahead and do it. Again, I'm not saying don't don't ever do it. I'm saying let's not make this a possibility for children. Let's not make this a possi- let, let's not make this a decision that an 8-year-old can make. An 8-year-old go to their parents and say, "I think I'm the other gender." To me that's just not right to me. That is not a decision that an 8-year-old can make. That's not a decision that an eight-year-old can communicate to their parent and have their parent make. If, if those feelings are confirmed in 10 years, then guess what? Act on it. If you're sure, act on it. But pushing this idea and pushing this idea onto children and people want to be able to have these conversations with minors I don't, I don't want anyone talking with my child about their gender, about their sexuality when they're a minor. Stay away. Stay away. If, 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 my, if my child had a question, if my child, you know, had thoughts they wanted to, to tell me, they wanted to communicate, I hope they would feel comfortable communicating that information with me. But I don't need, I, I, I think it's beyond wrong for someone who is not that child's parent to walk up to them or to try to have a conversation with them about their gender or their sexuality. I'm sorry. That, in my opinion, is creepy. It's creepy that people want to talk to minors about their gender, about their sexuality. And I don't think it should be getting support at any governmental level. 8030930, star 930 is the number to get on. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Let's go to Bill in Williamsville. Hey, Bill, thanks for calling in. Hey, Mr. Beamer, how are you? I'm doing well, Bill. What What do you think of this uh, being pushed on minors and being allowed at the age of 14? I think it's disgusting. I've discussed this for quite a few years. It's disgusting. Uh, these people need to be locked up because the, the mental illness that they're pushing on their children, reinforcing these these things that a child has. I mean, you have boys, girls. The girls will dress and play with boy stuff. Boys will dress and play with girls stuff when they're young. It's it's normal. But you are you are you have a child, which you're gonna have shortly. Um I've had children, I've grandchildren. You need to be the leader. These idiot parents these days, I used to do coaching for parents. They're they're idiots. That's how I would start out my classes. You're all idiots. Your your daughter goes out dressed like a 14-year-old hooker because of you. Your dog goes poo-poo on the carpet because of you. Your child is dysmorphic because you allow it. You keep you keep building it up, building it up, building it up. And it's like, it's disgust. Nobody will broach that this is dysmorphic uh, mental illness. And everybody's so afraid, especially these stupid, 
idiot parent that won't stand up and say, listen, I don't care. I love you. Now go to your room. Give me that phone. I'm going to smash it because that's how you're being bullied. I'm going to smash it, and now you're not being bullied. So there you go. I mean, it's just it's crazy. I'm glad you're doing it. Thank hey, you. Hey, Bill, and uh, I thank you for the call, Bill in Williamsville. And, and you know, I, I, I agree with Bill when it comes to the parents. You know, I saw this story. Again, I listened and watched everything, right? And, and I was listening. I was actually reading the NPR website. And there was a story of these parents, and I believe the kid was six or seven. I, I don't know the exact age, but it was under 10. And they said, you know, our, our child and we're um, our child's transgender and, and all that. And your child, in my opinion, your child cannot know that at six or seven. They cannot be sure of that at six or seven. You know what I mean? I mean the things that were going through my mind when I was six or seven, guess what? My gender wasn't one of them, okay? And Bill's right, you know, uh, Boys will play with girl stuff. Girls will play with boy stuff. You don't think I play? Uh, my my sister had all these Barbie dolls. Yeah, there would be times where I would I would have fun playing with Barbie dolls. I'm not going to lie. When I was in tenth grade, I dressed up as Britney Spears for Halloween. You know what I mean? I mean we that was Britney Spears was popular when I was uh, when I was in fifth grade, and I thought it was a good costume. But you're telling me that at six or seven years old, your child comes up to you. And you're going to say, all right, we'll get started on it. We'll get started with these puberty blockers. We'll get started with hormones. I'm not a parent yet, but I just don't think that's good parenting. And again, you shouldn't shame your child. That's not what I'm saying. You shouldn't shame them. And they should feel comfortable coming to you with that information. Yes. Like I said, I want my child to be able to come to me with everything. But my child will also know if you have those feelings, that's fine. I support you 100%, but you're not going to do anything that will alter your body until you're 18. That will be the message. Again, it's a safe place. You want to come home and talk about it? You want to you want to embrace it? Fine. I'm happy for you. I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to feel comfortable at home. But you are not going to be able to act on it to where it will alter your body until you're 18. And I think, in my opinion... If you're a parent and you're allowing a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old to start taking those uh, hormones, to start taking uh, puberty blockers, again, call and tell me why I'm wrong. I, I, I'm not a parent yet. I just, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to see where I'm wrong. Let's go to um, Jack in North Buffalo. Jack, thanks for calling in. Hey, hey, Joe. How you doing? Doing all right, Jack. What do you think about this? Super, t- oh, great topic, but I can't believe Britney Spears, come on, you actually had to wear her clothes or what? Jack, it was, I was 10 years old and I thought it was a good costume, all right? <laughs> a lot of people had that reaction. <laughs> that is funny. That is so funny. But uh, yeah, I I agree 100%. I mean, no way should a, a, an adolescent be able to make a decision on, uh, come on, you're, you're born with two genitalia, one or the other. And I still think it's a, I think it's a mental issue more than it is a physical issue. 
Well, I, I, I think when, when Jack, I don't know the answer to that. I just, like I said, I think it's something that you need to be able to think about. And again, that's a decision, I think, for adults to make. It's not a decision for minors to make or for the the adults in the minor's life to make. Yeah, but for, I mean, for a parent to, at a kid that's four, five, six years old, to make a decision for yeah. him about that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, I agree, Jack. Like I said, I I want I would I appreciate the call. I I want to hear from people with with different opinions. Um, and, and again, this is for anyone to call in. Um, but the last two callers have confirmed what I'm thinking. I I I I, I again, and I'm saying again a lot, and I apologize. I say again a lot when I'm nervous. If you couldn't tell, I um. I don't want to sound insensitive. I know there's a lot of stuff I don't know, right? And I want to hear from different perspectives, different viewpoints. But like I said, it's going to be very difficult for me to see any other way than under the age of, you know, over the age of 18, do whatever you want. You know, you're an adult. You make, you live with your decisions and that's fine. If that's what makes you happy, that's what makes you happy. I just very uncomfortable with Miners making these decisions. Let's go to Fran in Allentown. Fran, good afternoon. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, Fran. Um, well, I, I thought I'd chime in. Um, I'm a, a mental health professional, and and my issue is is that there are um, psychosexual uh, ages for children, and then you know, like from birth, it's like the oral stage, and then from one to two is the anal stage, and from three to five, it's the phallic stage. But th- these are like sexual stages in children. From six to eleven, it's the latency stage, where where they need to be. Latency is just like they're not thinking about sex; they're not thinking about anything. They're thinking about how the world is working and everything. And and if you're introducing this kind of stuff in the classroom, that's sexual abuse. Because they should not be sexually aroused or or anything talked about or shown to them or anything until, you know. They're, they're older. Now, young adulthood doesn't start until 12. Now, that's young adulthood. That's not adulthood. Right. They're not ready to make up any, any you know, adult decisions. They're learning to be adults. So they really don't have the wherewithal to make any sort of decision like that at all. Because they're still, they're learning how to be adults. Whereas like 1 to 12, they're learning how to, 1 to 11, they're learning how to be children. Yeah, Fran, you know, as you said, like when I look back to when I was you know, six, seven, ten, you know, I the last thing I was thinking about was my gender. I was thinking about going to school and then coming home and playing uh, Sega Genesis all, all night. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking of hanging out with my friends. I was thinking of, like you said, walking around town. We lived in Hornell, New York. My parents let us walk anywhere we want. Uh, the last thing I was thinking about was my gender or my sexuality. It was It was the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, that's the latency stage, and you're, and you're not supposed to. Right. And, and if, if any of those stages are messed with, it actually does mess up the child's later on sexual, uh, psychological ideas. Um, uh, it just mess, it messes with the whole sexual adult thing. Yeah. I mean, it, they should not be, anything like that should not be introduced to a child, like in school, like this is what happens when, you know, um, homosexuality or whatever, that that shouldn't be 
I mean, kids know about that. People talk about it. They're they're aware of it, and they might ask the parents what it is, and you tell them, you know. So, but, and then they go out on their bicycles. Right. Again, <laughs> that's something that but that's some that's yeah. something that you go and you have a discussion with your parents, and you know, you, you're that's something that's addressed at home at that age, not in the classroom. Oh, exactly, exactly. And and then, like I say, it, it, if the sexuality um, is introduced too early. You know, pictures or um, verbal instruction or whatever, that really messes with, they call it like the, it's called the love something or other, but it messes with their later on adult sexuality in that um, maybe they would be frigid. I don't know. I don't know. It just messes with it because it it should not be a concern in the latency period. Anywhere from like 1 to 11 should not, they should not be taught that i mean taught like that at school i mean what, what the parents do at home it's their business but at school definitely not that's child abuse all right hey, child abuse fran appreciate the call fran in allentown opens the line for you at 803-0930 star 930 if you'd like to weigh in I, I will repeat myself again i know i've repeated myself a lot of times today i will repeat myself again before the break I am all for whatever you want to do as an adult. I'm all for whatever you want to do at 18 and older. Those are decisions you uh, you make. Those are decisions you live with. I just have a problem, a, a, a rather big problem, with minors being able to make the decision to take puberty blockers, to have uh, gender assigning surgery. I, I, I just... Cannot get past that. I, I I don't think an 8, a 10, a 12, a 14-year-old should be able to make that decision. I, I don't think you're old enough to make that decision. And I don't think parents should be allowing those decisions uh, to be made uh, or making those decisions for their children. 803-0930, star 930, talking with you after this. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's over. That's the time I fall in love again. And when it's over, that's the time you're in my heart again. And when you go, 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 I know it never ends. Never ends. All the things that I used in the way all the things that I used to know have gone out the window all the things that she used to bring all the songs that she used to sing all the favorite TV shows have gone out the window welcome back Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN there was an interesting press conference after the uh, Syracuse-Wake Forest game. We'll get into that next hour. 
Uh, it won't be a topic or anything, but we're going to break down 45 seconds of that speech, and you tell me if this was a retirement speech or not. So that's what we call a, uh, a tease for the next segment. Uh, did Jim Beheim retire or not? We will uh, break down the audio uh, after the 4 o'clock news. Uh, <laughs> there is someone on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board that literally every song I pick, they didn't like the Kiss bump, they didn't like the Sugar Ray bump, they didn't like anything la- uh, yesterday that we played. Do I have to go back to asking people what I should what I should bump in back into the show? Text in your bump eight zero three zero nine thirty. We're talking about the idea of letting a minor make a decision to take puberty blockers to have. Uh, hormones to change their gender and to have gender changing surgery. Again, I think this is a decision you you cannot make until you're an adult. And no one, in my opinion, can I should rephrase that. No one should allow a child to tell them that they want to change their gender. Again. And I know I'm saying again a lot. I do that when I'm nervous. If my ch- I hope when I'm, when I'm a father, my child can walk up to me and tell me anything, okay? Anything they want to tell me. But if they came to me with, uh, Dad, I think I want to change my gender, I wouldn't shame them, right? I would say, okay, let's, let's break that down. Let's think about that. But just know n- there will be no, no altering of anything until you're an adult, until you're 18, Okay. Again, I'm not going to shame my child. I'm going to let them talk it out. My house is a safe safe space, as much as I hate using that term. My house is a safe space. But there will be nothing done that will alter anything until you're an adult, until you're 18. 803-0930, star 930. What do you think? And what do you think of this idea of adults wanting to discuss with minors that aren't their children their gender and their sexuality. Because I have a problem with that as well. And like Fran said before the break, you know, when I was eight, when I was 10, I wasn't thinking about my gender. I wasn't thinking about my sexuality. You know, I was thinking about who wants to play Sega? Who wants to go outside? Who wants to ride bikes around the neighborhood? That's what kids usually are thinking about. 803 star 930. Joe in Orchard Park has been the most patient, and we will let Joe go first. Joe, thanks for hanging on. Hi, Joe. Uh, I probably changed what I wanted to talk about five different times just from listening to your callers. But uh, what one point you've been making about uh, as an adult, you don't care what people do, um, what they want to do to make them happy, that's fine. I, I would just caution against that. Um, because of, uh, I mean, that, that might have been true in the 60s, 70s, and maybe 80s, but in today's times, it's just not applicable. Um, and it's something that Mark Levin has been saying for years. Rush Limbaugh said it for years. I, I think Rush got it from Mark Levin and from Justice Thomas. And you also see it in some of the opinions written by Justice Alito. And I can understand taking that, that tack because people think it's the high-minded libertarian way, let people do what they want, yada, yada, yada. Um, but when you're looking at things like this, where people can identify themselves as a special group, 
I mean, do what you want. Yeah, whatever. If you're 50 years old and want to play hopscotch every day on your lunch break, fine. That's not someone that's going to come together as a specified group. Because what all these uh, people say, and Justice Thomas and Justice Alito, uh, when you want to be uh, put in a special group, it's because you want special rights. And once those special rights come about, they will trample on your rights. And, and anyone that cannot see that today, I don't know what to tell you. With all this compelled speech and compelled thoughts that come from your mind, let me say that again. Compelled speech and compelled thoughts that you must comply with, that's a problem. And I, I first started studying all this back around 2009 um, with everything with Obamacare because of some things that uh, – Betsy McCaughey was saying, um, because she she's the one that downed Hillary Care, and she was looking through Obamacare. And as you remember, there were two different versions of Obamacare, each between 1,500 and 2,000 pages in the law. She was stumbling through it, and as she started to find that the Obama administration was inserting uh, transgender rights into the bill, she was trying to raise the warning flag on this, and. I saw her on financial channels and news channels, and she would bring that up. She said, this is a problem because it's going to be passed into law. This is going to change our society. And the response would always be, well, Betsy, what, what's, the, what's going to happen with our premiums and our deductibles? They, like, totally rid her off, wrote her off. So that's when I started uh, reading into the specifics of all this. And some of the stuff that was written about this even back in the 80s and 90s is unbelievable. And, and they've been studying gender dysphoria since the 1960s. Um, but uh, some of the specifics that, that Knowles is talking about that you might be missing a little bit when you're talking about uh, uh, considering children, Knowles' point is, is it all comes down to truth. What is true? And, and that's like uh, I'm, I'm a male. I'm a man. I have an XY chromosome. If uh, sm my small son, he has an XY chromosome. That is truth. That is an absolute. That is fact. Well, the left is stating that transgenderism is a fact. So what is true for an adult is true for a child. Otherwise, it is not true. So th that's why he's saying it must be eradicated because it, it obviously is, is not true. And uh, one question that, that like pe people don't think about is before the pandemic, um, before the Biden administration, um, did, do you know why in the past, whenever they someone was trying to get a sex change surgery, do you know why that that usually took over a year to, to go under the knife? Why is that? Because the primary physician, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, the doctor of radiology, the surgeon who's going to be performing it, all the nurses involved, they would all get together after every appointment, through the numerous appointments, because they wanted to make sure, and this is, this is, this is a medical absolute, that sex change surgery, there is no documented case because it cannot cure gender dysphoria. So what they wanted to determine and why they took so much time is they did not want to make the just gender dysphoria worse. So that's why it took over a year. Now you have, they're trying to rush kids, little girls in to get their breasts lopped off, boys to get uh, genitalia removed. They're rushing this through because this is all based on an ideology now. It has nothing to do with medicine. It has nothing to do with truth. And uh, you look at a... Uh, um, 
like there, there are a lot of uh, articles written on how the, the the United States has an addiction to to uh, documentaries, and if you you can watch a docu- documentary and anything, you watch over a year on TV, all the different channels, all the different documentaries you can see. Well, there has been dozens of documentaries uh, made on mental hospitals over the years. Even Geraldo Rivera uh, um, did one in the 1970s. And, and I mean, you, you see how these people lived in, in these places. Uh, uh, you watch these documentaries, you'll see a man sitting in a chair in a day room engaging in self-gratification and three women sitting on a sofa, three old ladies sitting on a sofa across from smiling and clapping and staring. You'll see a guy uh, moving his way on his back across a floor. He's got dust in his hair, dust on his shirt. You'll see guys yelling at the reflection in a piece of glass and spitting at themselves. And the reason why people don't want to watch those documentaries anymore is because we feel shame. We feel shame about that. Why do we feel shame? We feel shame because we allowed people to wallow in their mental illnesses. And today we are encouraging it. We are dragging people to it. We are suggesting it to children. It, 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 is, it is a sick movement. And it is when you talk about, uh, uh, like I hear people say, uh, Kathy Hochul doesn't really believe in this, and she's kind of ditzy, so I don't know if she does, but like Nancy, Nancy Pelosi doesn't even doesn't really believe in this. What they don't believe in, Nancy Pelosi doesn't believe that an XY chromosome in a dress is a woman. But what she does believe in is destroying truth. So that, and it's all based in Marxism, like Black Lives Matter. People say it disattached uh, itself to Black Lives Matter, transgender. It did not. If you look at the three founding members of Black Lives Matter, they are all avowed Marxists, and they have admitted it in interviews, separate interviews, not together as a group. They have all admitted it. And the funny thing is on their website, Black Lives Matter website from day one, said that one of their main goals was to dismantle the nucleus of the natural family. And when when Ben Shapiro pointed this out, I went back to the website like a day later, it was all scrubbed. If it doesn't have to do with Marxism, why did you remove it from your website? Because they don't want the truth to come from family. They don't want it to come from faith. They want it to only come from the government. And and that that's why they're trying to uh, to, to uproot. I mean, to, to uproot the virtues of the natural family, they, they they must lure children into transgenderism. They they have to separate them. And if you don't, in 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 society, they, the truth is one of the truths today is that you, you, your children are not your possession. They're, they're the possession of the government. And you can see this in children. Hey, Joe, have- hey Joe I, I hate to cut you off, but we got to get to traffic. I appreciate the call. Uh, just a programming note for tomorrow. I uh, will be hosting from my apartment. I don't know why I need to let you know that, but I wanted to let you know that. Tomorrow, I'll be in for Bowerly 2 to 6, um, but I will be hosting for... My, oh, for my, from my apartment, um, we have, uh, we are short a car in the Beamer house, and uh, I'm letting my wife use mine, so I will be hosting from my living room, uh, just like today, watching college basketball, but uh, talking with you. So I just want to let you know that so you're not surprised uh, when I sound like I'm somewhere else. And we'll make some references uh, to that throughout the show tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have fun with it. 803 star 930 is the number to get on. 
if you would like to. And again, we want all opinions. I, I don't, you know, when I bring shows like this, topics like this, I want all opinions. I, I want anyone, I, I don't want to close this off um, to just one opinion, okay? So 803-0930, star 930 is the number to go on. And if you disagreed with a former caller, well, call in and tell us why you disagreed with, with what something they said. 803-0930, star 930. And yes, I say again a lot when I'm doing a topic that makes me a little nervous. All right? Makes me a little uncomfortable. But you know what? Every now and then, we have to have conversations that make us uncomfortable. Let's go to Amherst and talk with Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, good afternoon. I, I had to call in because the gentleman talked about the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, a lot of people, he was completely false on the foundation. It actually started with Trayvon Martin, uh, his death, uh, and how Zimmerman uh, basically was found not guilty. And that movement was started with some of the mothers who actually lost their, uh, their sons to, uh, to police violence and, and situations in that, in that caliber. Uh, so I, I felt that I had to call in to correct the guy a few years later, let's say about 2016, I can't remember the date, it was sabotaged, that movement, by people who you were talking about. But that gentleman has to be corrected about the foundation of the actual movement where black people like myself supported Black Lives Matter because we were tired of always being considered second-class citizens and no one cared about our lives. So that gentleman talked about the Marxists. Uh, I don't, I'm sure years later... So there were people who, you know, had a different agenda, but I just felt compelled to call because I'm sure listeners out there, there's people who don't believe in Black Lives Matter. Uh, they say all lives matter, but the history of this country is very sensitive to black folks when it comes to our lives. Kyle, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, you called in and, um, and corrected that. Now, I got to ask you, Kyle, you work in the school. What do you think of this idea that a minor can make a decision about puberty blockers and uh, gender-altering surgeries? Well, I, again, I, I've always talked about how we an adult, you can make an adult decision. I, I mean, I have students who are forced to get into marriage. Uh, that's a whole different topic for another day, but uh, and I try to appeal to our, our uh, our legal systems as far as being a U.S. citizen that we have rights here. Uh, there is no way that anybody under 18 should be making adult decisions. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. Hey, Kyle, appreciate the call. Kyle and Amherst will open our line for you at 803-0930, star 930. And, and like I said, I will say it again and again, and I will say again again. Um, but if you have an issue with my opinion, Please call in. All right. You know, it's so disappointing when I do commentary and I'll give my opinion on something. And yeah, it might not be a popular opinion and there might be people who disagree with it. But it's so disappointing when I go on social media and have people attacking me on social media for my opinion when they could have called in and given their opinion. You know, we're talking about uh, minors taking puberty blockers, minors having uh, gender-altering surgeries, stuff that aren't, you know, stuff that's not reversible. And if you think that I'm viewing this wrong, if you think I'm way off, please call in. 803-0930, star 930. That is also the uh, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. 803-0930, star 930. If you're on hold after the news, we'll get to you. 
we'll move the Jim Beheim uh, speech until after the bottom of the hour news. But I do want to play that because did he retire or didn't he retire? We'll talk about that after the bottom of the hour news. After this, uh, at the top of the hour news, we'll get to your calls here on WBEN.